0: hello everyone welcome to another episode of our beg who sent me my name is Titsilayo Ekundayo and I'm your host for today if you're an entrepreneur or a one of the entrepreneurs or a friend of an entrepreneur this is the podcast you should be listening to it is our hope and of course our objective that you learn something from the different conversations we have on this, on this podcast that can help make your business better that can help um, make you deliver more value so today we have an interesting guest in the house she's a product designer and a problem solver she's the co-creator of rich gum and Ven- vendors.so when she's not bouncing ideas off friends, you know that she's full of ideas, she's busy reading or binging Netflix. Yeah. So today, let's make welcome Busayo Oyewole. Hi,
1: <laughs> Hi thank you for the warm welcome and uh, the part about binging Netflix is so right because I was uh, gonna watch Netflix today but yeah I'm doing this now.
0: So Oh nice. So what what kind of movies do you do you watch?
1: I mean I think my uh my taste changes uh, based on what was interesting uh there. I like it as long as the story is good I'm up for it and uh recently I a kind of like leaning into reality shows like stupid things like uh, i think there's something on netflix now more like ultimatum okay. you give someone and someone you're dating an ultimatum Ultim, in okay. the expectations that they will marry you which is totally totally ridiculous <laughs> but somehow i find it fun to watch uh, okay. so
0: yeah wow that's that's interesting that's, that's interesting that's interesting, <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. okay so we start your how do we as um, entrepreneurs and as business owners, how do we pay attention to user behavior? Um, Bearing in mind that uh, most most businesses people meet people meet them online first. They might not even have to come physically to to where the office is and all of that. So how do we pay attention to to user behavior?
1: okay i'm gonna come at this from first from the perspective of a digital product because if you have a digital product that means you have a website or an app or something there and people just you know log in and they use it for whatever you design it for say let's uh, let's say you have an e-commerce website that means you're selling something they come there to either come buy or not buy So the objective, I hope, for you as an e-commerce entrepreneur would be like, oh, the more sales I have, the better it is for my business. But what happens if people come to your website and then they bounce off or they just spend like two minutes and they don't end up buying what you want them to buy? I mean, that's where you start to pay attention. Like, why are they not buying? The moment you start asking the why questions or where do they bounce off from or how are they like you know what are they searching for stuff like that that's the combination of what makes it you know a user experience and what makes you i mean that's what makes a user behavior and that's what you you're expected to look into as an entrepreneur and that's what would ultimately inform how you continue to tweak and um you know um update and uh, maybe add more features or whatever or sell something better that people want based on the insights of the questions you're asking what why how where you know the moment you begin to gather these answers you begin to have more insights that would help you ultimately uh, fulfill your business needs or your business objective
0: Okay, but that's quite interesting, Busaheyo. So, that
1: means that from time to time you have to measure, because... Yeah, I mean, at at first it it may not be like, you know, hardcore metrics of measuring stuff. It's just, first of all, it could just be observation. So, when it's coming to your website and, um, I mean, if, if, for example, they're searching for socks on your website, and uh, all you're selling are shoes then you begin to ask yourself like if more than one person or five people ten people are searching for socks does it make sense to include socks into my catalog i mean is that something that could help them stay you know for that is this a need that these people would, would uh, buy shoes they may also need socks and um why why did why did they need socks I mean it could be okay maybe for kids or maybe they are sporty people and stuff like that but I mean asking those questions and you know getting the right um, answers to it is always the first thing it's just observing it first and then that's where after the observation you, you then could have the idea to okay get the numbers how many people are searching for this like is this obsession enough what's the percentage of the people who are not searching for it And uh, if we do go in this direction, is it the best for the business? You know, opportunity cost of the whole thing. Uh, But the first thing, the first thing is always like paying attention. What are people doing and why? And I think that's like, as long as you're asking those questions, it keeps you on your feet you always see, you know, the changes um, in trends of how people are interacting with your product.
0: Hmm. Thank you. So pay attention is is, is almost like a creed pay attention and by paying attention you learn to measure measure um, how many people come to your site how many how many of those um, people that came to your site were converted because I'm looking at it um, away from so e commerce yes um, because in there's a product is easy to measure but for for a site that um, is is a service site to me what they do is they they run their services
1: mm-hmm. all right um i feel like every business regardless of if they sell physical products or if it's a service or if it's even for entertainment like netflix or if it's just if it's a gaming product whatever you're trying to do is that you're trying to Uh, Get people's attention, you must have a metric for what you're you're trying to do. Either you want people to stay on your website more, you want them to tweet more, or you want them to um, use some of the services more. Whatever it is, that is a number you're looking out for. And uh, your goal will be like to get more people to do that thing, either to buy more, or just to stay there longer, or to come back often, basically, retention rate of the product whatever it is that's what you begin to observe like how many people are doing what you expect them to do mm. uh, and the people who are actually doing that um how long did it take them to get there who are those people um why are they doing that like uh, what exactly about what you're doing do they enjoy and uh, how can you replicate that across so many other people i mean it's when you begin to like pay attention like who are these people that you begin to and then that's where user research comes in if once you pay attention that there is a trend or you kind of have like a hypothesis or assumptions of who these people are you can contact them to just know more to fill in the gaps of like you know what you uh, the questions you have and once you fill in the, the gaps your assumptions may be right or it may be wrong for example you may think people are coming back to your website because you know they like your entertainment uh, it may be right or no, they are probably just doing it because maybe their kids love it and they're not the target audience You know, they might just be using their account and then because if you just look at it on the surface level You may continue to you know create some on the product for the wrong target audience. You don't want to do that. You want to make sure you have the right answers Okay, uh, why are they doing it? You just want to have a complete truthful picture of the people using it or to, uh, to uh, all in the goal to make sure that your main metric is being you know is being service is being accomplished what you set out to accomplish so regardless of the product regardless of if it's a uh, physical product or digital or whatever your goal is just to make sure that you understand how people are interacting with that your main metric and how to do more of that
0: Interesting, um, Sayo, I, I want to summarize what I have learned in the, far, in the mm-hmm. past few minutes uh, before I ask another question. So, what I've learned is that in order to improve user experience, you must first understand what they're experiencing. So, you, yeah. first and foremost, you pay attention. Um, secondly, you you measure. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. something complicated, but, you know, have have a way to measure I um, mean people mm-hmm. come, what do they do and all of that. And um, the top point is don't, don't make assumptions, so ask questions. So you measured, you can see the behave like this, okay, take a step forward to ask questions to say, okay, so is this really why you did this? And sometimes you might be surprised to find out that uh, it was due to another reason too. Thank you. Point um, taken. Am I correct, or did I, did I Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That that's astute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. All
0: right, all right. Thank you. You're a good teacher.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so my next question would be that in your years of experience, what what um, mistakes do you find business owners doing as regards user experience? What what are the common pitfalls that you see people doing and you think that, you know, we should avoid and we should, um, yeah, avoid that. I mean,
1: yeah, I think when you talk about user experience, most people just make the mistake of assuming, oh, let's make the website pretty. And there's nothing wrong with being pretty, <laughs> with having a website being pretty, but, um, it's just that's just not enough or it's just a very 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 tiny thing it's like having a building and you have the oh you know you have a beautiful color on the outside and then you get in and you don't know where the bathroom is or you know what there's the bed is not what you want to so have a good sleep and stuff like that so yeah user experience goes beyond the surface the, level mm-hmm, the aesthetics yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it goes beyond that it's about you know asking the tough questions and I think um, and the more products that I understand that, the better it is, or the more like business uh, entrepreneurs that understand the effect of engineering products in a way that could influence user behavior, or understand the fact that people don't really care about your product, they just care about the experience that they want for themselves. And if it's not doing that, they're going to bounce off. Like, there's no, um, to build it, to be the real loyalty to your product, you have to be, you know, offering a service that truly truly gives them you know a superior experience to something else or make something simpler or just easy to use There's so many components to user experience, but I do feel like I love entrepreneurs because you know, it's so User experience job is so hard to do is you know asking the questions of like I'm paying attention and doing it over and over again every day you know you know looking out for the smallest spike and increasing the metric is a very very hard job and i feel like people do cut corners and uh and get frustrated when they don't get the results they attend they, and um basically um it's kind of like it's not it's not something you do at the very beginning of your you know you designing an app you get someone to design it to make it pretty and then you stop there you know it's gonna be an iteration thing is going to be like okay why do we have more customers in this quarter and um or why do we have um a low level of this metric in this quarter and what how can we improve it and or how what i mean this is the objective of the business for the next quarter like you we want to make a million sales or want to have like a million new customers how could we you know design the product in a way that could help us achieve that even without some extra things like marketing and stuff like that i think like most people just think user experience design is what you do at the beginning which is a common pitfall and not something including business that continues to help you kind of uh, engineer the product in a way that it kind of sells itself and that's this is where um this is where you know um hmm. Uh, engineering your products with the mindset of growth comes in it's, uh, it's kind of called product-led go- growth so that means that user experience is not just at the edge of product building but within the components of it you need it in your marketing you need it in all phases of you know building a business like you're basically putting the experience of whoever is using your product at the very center of how you market things of how you build the product itself and of how um, you know you build new offers and uh, make it more sticky so that people just you know keep using it and also invite other people to use it. So um, yeah, I think once people learn this, you know, that it's just not a fringe event, they begin to and they begin to see it as a core part of the business is just always better for entrepreneurs in that regard.
0: Wow, thank you, thank you Musayo. Uh, what did I learn? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so I
0: think that w- what I've learned is that um, user experience is not something you, okay I'm about to view a website and then make it beautiful and that's all, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, mm-hmm. something you do throughout the lifetime of your business, you have to constantly ask the question about how the users are experiencing your product or how they are experiencing your service or how they are experiencing the brand. And that has to be communicated through um, the different channels: marketing, um, sales, customer service, all of that. Am I correct, mm-hmm. mom
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's absolutely true. Like. I don't. I don't think of user experience as something maybe only designers or only product owners do. I think it's something that everybody in the company has to be like you know aware of. Like if something is wrong in customer service, the customer service should feel like you know obliged to pr- probably you know tell the product people about it or the designers about it so that they fix it immediately. Like okay, this is what the users are experiencing. Or if um, if there's a new uh, feature on the product, you know. The marketing people being aware of, you know, these are the pain points, and this is how you can sell it to other people. So I feel, I feel like people, uh, companies who take user experience very seriously, know this and make sure that everybody is kind of like, you know, around this wheel of making sure that the user, whatever the point they are in the journey, experience the best, uh, user experience that they can get. Mm. So, so, it's to say that
0: it's a company-wide approach, I mean, it's no matter the department you yeah. are, you have to be mindful of, of, of the user experience. So, um, thank you for
1: yeah, that. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, why, 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 why um, you were explaining that you mentioned product-led growth? So, mm-hmm. so I wanted you to speak more to that. So, what, is, what does product-led growth mean?
1: Um, Product-led growth is this idea that a product has this capacity to sell itself and not just like, you know, you have this, I mean, marketing is very essential to any product, but it it goes away from the idea that marketing comes from advertising, that you're going to put so much money into advertising. It's more like, how can we make this product sell itself by making the user experience, you know, Get more people in, or get more sales. You know, for example, uh, one of the um, one of the biggest product-led growth feature that's been so common in the last decade is uh, the idea of invitations and referrals and stuff like that. Previously, you know, before that era, is more like you you know build a product and then you tell the newspapers or radio or whatever to advertise your product, and then um, the idea of product-led, then they came and they were like, okay. What would happen i think um, dropbox was one of the products that made this really really popular it's just like okay what would happen if we give everyone an invitation link and then we tell you to invite your friends but instead of even giving you money or whatever we add, we give you more of the products basically more gig uh gig space in your um for your dropbox and then that kind of skyrocketed and then you know it brought more people in that's mm. the example of getting more users in in a way that is product-led. It's like everybody understands the value of the product. product. and then the, Yeah, and then the more you invite people, the more of that value you gain. That's an example of product-led growth. It could just be like the idea of like, or for example, Twitter, then they found it at some point that if you have up to 30 followers or you're following up to 30 people, for example, you would have more. I mean, you would come back to the platform more. At this point, um, Twitter was having issues retaining users, you know, but they'll come, they'll check some tweet, it's funny, and then they'll bounce off. Nobody wants to come back on Twitter. This was at uh, the early days, like, you know, two or three years into the product. But they found out through research that if you could just follow up to 30 people, you would keep coming back. So they decided, like, you know, uh, putting in a product, like, they suggest to you, these are the people to follow. You probably list some celebrities based on some interests who you did, like, when sign, you selected when signing up and this kind of initiatives of keeping people in through um not through like you know advertising but through the fact that they want to make the product sticky for you or inviting more people stuff like that those are ideas of product life growth
0: wow wow thank you for for this real life examples. it brought it closer uh, all right so mm-hmm. I've learned products, learned growth, <laughs> and I'm sure other people are <laughs> learning that. Okay, so um, you told us one thing, um, which is the common mistake you usually notice amongst entrepreneurs, which is uh, assuming that user experience is something you think about in the beginning and not throughout the journey. So is there any other thing that you found out or that is common to entrepreneurs when it comes to user experience that they are not doing right?
1: Um, I mean, I think it depends. I think um, it's kind of common when you are in loan or you have an idea um, to think that. I mean, entrepreneurs have different ideas. Sometimes it's because you had a problem and then you kind of solve it for yourself, or maybe a friend has a problem you solve it for that friend. And sometimes we make the mistake of like thinking this is the problem i have a good grasp of it now i can design it this way i can build a product this way and it tends to work to it up to a level you probably get 10 more people to join the product that way but ultimately the more people come the more their experiences and their use cases varies and stuff like that and um i think the mistake entrepreneurs make is to have this ton of vision of like this is the people um you know um this is the experience you should have because you know this is what the problem I had was when I tried to build this product so at some point you have to kind of know that you know it's probably not gonna be that way I mean maybe at first but then sometimes you probably create something and then maybe someone else will come or there will be like people with different needs and uh, it just As long as you're observing, um, you'll notice that there probably are different trends and to take your company to the next level, you have to pay attention to the people who are using it right now. And your product may evolve past your initial need or initial observation. And that's totally okay. And as long as you're being uh, user experience conscious, this is where you ask the question, Okay, who are the people using it right now? I think um, um, an initial example of something like this would be Slack, for example originally it was a product made for gamers and then they noticed that there was a subsection of the product you know people chatting that was one that was mostly used and then at some point the product evolved to what it is now as like if someone wasn't paying attention the company would probably have faced out because as much as it was fun to continue to do what the founder found out you know it was you know in the gaming community or something like that at some point you just notice there's these subsections of people who are using the products in a way you probably never predicted mm. as as long as you're paying attention to that you could also always bring up a maybe a subset of a product another product from that that could be just as successful so i think um and and, and i understand this because as entrepreneurs you you have kind of behold into a vision you have this um you have this idea in your head you want to bring to life but i think something about user experience is that you just don't want to be attached to some solution it's like what exactly works for users and what exactly helps your main metrics to make happy, uh, growth and as long as you're kind of um okay with that you know you're not tied to this idea of it has to go this way uh, i think uh, that's how you know that's how you learn best and you trade quickly and you know just do what's best for your company regarding user experience. Wow. Thank you, Musayo.
0: <laughs> so, another lesson learned, yeah? Keep an open mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, keep an open mind. You are not your customer, so... Exactly. Listen, <laughs> listen to the customers and then give them what they want. So that, that is business. Don't don't give them what you want. Give them what they want. Exactly. Wow. Thank you very much, Musayo. So, in uh, wrapping up, is there what 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 do you want to leave with entrepreneurs from your years of experience? What, what, what word would you mm. like to leave with us?
1: I think um, I know entrepreneurs. Um, you know, there's this. Um, it's gonna be hard. You know, your journey is hard. You have this metric. You absolutely and the timeline. You probably have for your company. I just think. Um, I don't know, maybe this style is how it a little bit oh, but being present and just observing people who are using your product right now I think it's always a game changer just to be very, you know, observe what people are doing with it and you know, just enjoy what you're creating and you know, go with the flow of the user experience in a way and um, and you know, just keep iterating and keep giving people what they want and as long as you're doing that I think it's everyone's happy all that way because you'll be happy because your business is growing, your users will be happy too because they will stay and also invite more people. So being present and just observing what people are doing with the product and be ready to just, you know, go with the flow of growth, whatever it leads you. I think um, that's what people uh, tend to overlook. I think it's something entrepreneurs should take more, um, should be more open to. Yeah.
0: Thank you. So my mantra is, uh be present, yeah, for these <laughs> conversations. <laughs> be present. You know, observe, word, mm-hmm. measure, iterate. Be open-minded, and you yeah. learn a lot from your users. Thank you very much, Musaya, for you. this wonderful conversation. So, before I let you go, I'm just, I'm just very uh, curious about Wish So, could you tell me mm-hmm. the, the idea behind Wish Gum, and uh, yes, if it works
1: yeah i mean wishcom is actually a perfect example of like you know observation and seeing an opportunity gap uh, basically when um we created vendors.so for like you know a store for people to uh, to create their stores and stuff stuff but we saw that people were using as catalog and people would do buy things they buy it on behalf of other people as gifts you know you buy something for a birthday or just you know a friend buy them food and stuff like that and then we just wanted to create an idea of like people, gifting people and this is our first iteration of that you can create a wish list instead of like you know using a note app you can create a wish list, and then add the products of these different vendors to your wish list, and then someone could grant it and basically deliver the product to you without, they wouldn't know your address so that it's like kind of like secure, um, they will just see what you need and then the money goes to the vendor and then the gift comes to you it's just a seamless way of making uh gift gifting easy and we wouldn't have noticed this if we're in, like looking at the people buying things on vendors so that most of them were buying it not for themselves but for other people and just wanted to make that exchange easier and also people be to better optimize for the products they need or the uh for example if you like books you could have books if you like something else you can just add that to your list so Yeah, that's what it does now. And um, we continue to mm, iterate on it as it goes on. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's
0: interesting too. Uh, Gump came out from being present and being observant about how the user was using vendors.so. Yes. Wow, that's right. That's that's interesting. So your one product can bet another product by just observing your customers. Okay, but yeah. I have a question, so let, let's say I create a wish list on Wishcom, how do mm-hmm. people know my, my list? Yes, I'm glad that people don't, don't they won't know the address of my house and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but how do I make my, my wish public, with, you know, and being discreet about
1: it? Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, we want to improve this, but right now, most people just share it on their, you know, it's their birthday, they share it on their um, social media, WhatsApp or whatever, but we want to improve it so that uh, people can bring their friends in as well. So you know, Basically, I can include my, the list of my family. That means I can see their wish list, and I can grab something on their wish, or they can see mine and just, you know, run it as well. It kind of, uh, we want to make it more social, and that's where we're working on right now, to be like, okay, friends see you other's wishes and you could also you know send a gift maybe your friend isn't feeling too well if you just you know send a get well soon um, you know plate of soup something it could be simple mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. just making the experience lovely and that's what we are working on now
0: now oh, interesting uh, I can't wait to have <laughs> to use that, that version of, of Gone. <laughs> I yeah, can't wait thank to you so that. much. Thank you very much, um, Busayo. I'm, I'm glad that uh, you, you taught us a lot today. And beyond that, I'm glad that you you live what you teach. So thank God <laughs> I, I, I asked Thanks. I asked the question about Wishcom. So you know, just, <laughs> you just you were able to tell us it was by paying attention to how users were using vendors.so so So thank you for an interesting conversation uh we hope we can bring you some other time to talk more on on, um user behavior and um yeah Yeah. user experience thank you very much it's
1: been my yeah, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: I enjoyed it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you too. So thank you for listening in. You can uh, check out wishgum.co and um, vendors.so, dot, dot, uh, yes?
1: Vendors.so, wishgum.com. Yes. Okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> wishgum.com, exactly. Yeah. And uh, yes, yeah. yeah. so let us know how you express that product and I'm sure you'll be paying attention. Alright, have a great day people, bye.